Welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, July 14th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. In yesterday's episode, we talked about Miguel Sano, how I thought that the Twins are going to have a tough decision on their hands, in my opinion, even if he is back in the next 10 days before opening day. And also yesterday, my whole intro was nine days until opening day. This is something I've been struggling with because I have a countdown app, and I set the countdown app to midnight for opening day, which is Thursday, but Twins opening day is Friday. And even if that was the case, and I had followed the Thursday opening day next week where the Yankees are playing the Nats and the Dodgers are playing the Giants, yesterday would have been 10 days until then, and today is 10 days until the Twins first game in Chicago. So I apologize for my nine days rant. Maybe you listen to that episode when it actually is nine days tomorrow for the Twins, uh, but we are nine days away from actual opening day, which is July 23rd. The Twins do not play on that day. So I've been trying to balance that. I have that app that, that's set on midnight of July 23rd because I just cannot wait uh, for a regular opening day and then Twins opening day. I think you're going to have to check my, my heart rate and blood pressure because it's going to be through the roof all day, similar to how it was uh, the day of game one, game two, and game three of the ALDS against the Yankees. I was uh, in a state of severe, severe excitement and also stress, and that's probably where I'm going to be at next Friday and Saturday and Sunday and every day of the 60-game season, and my stress was heightened last night, and here's why. As soon as I finish recording and posting the episode about Miguel Sano, I read a tweet from Dan Hayes that says, Byron Buxton, the twin center fielder who we're so excited to watch this summer in a shortened campaign, is in center field. He's down at Twins Camp at Target Field, going for a Nelson Cruz fly ball, falls to the ground, and then minutes later, Hayes responds to his own tweet and says, Buxton is leaving in the back of a golf cart. And it was at that moment that every bad thought passed my mind and every doubt passed my mind of, oh my goodness. We're going to go another season, another summer, where Byron Buxton is hurt, and we're not going to be able to watch him, and it was just such an exciting time for him. He said he was full go. He had this whole summer uh, in the quarantine period without baseball to recover from labrum surgery, and he's ready to rock in a guy in a 60-game season who could absolutely dominate and put together an MVP campaign getting hurt again in center field. And last night was a bad night, I think, for, for a lot of Twins fans of just feeling down about what happened to Byron because it's not only about the fact that you want him on the field as a Twins fan because when he's on the field, the Twins are at their best, as Rocco said, but it's also about the fact that this is a guy who can't catch a break. It's just it's really sad to me that he worked so hard to get to where he is and, and worked you know, tirelessly to stay healthy this summer and to recover and last summer had to watch the Twins, a team that he was arguably leading as the leader when he went down with that shoulder injury, watch them go to the playoffs without him, play without him, uh, Max Kepler in center field, and then this happens again at summer camp where he twists his leg up, and now his his uh, status for opening day is in doubt. We got really, really good news. So Rocco said this morning on SiriusXM, uh, MLB Network podcast, I think it is that, or just SiriusXM, that Buxton was doing really well or that his test came back and didn't show any serious structural damage. He did say Buxton was in, a, was in discomfort and they're going to take it really slow. So that was the first good update of the day. Then the Twins announced that Buxton has a midfoot sprain. And I mean, that's not insignificant. It's not like he woke up today and it's like, I, I always think about Nelly's wrist injury last year. Nelly Cruz, when he tore that ligament in his wrist 
and he woke up the next day and felt great. It was almost like he could have played the next day, but they'd already put him on the 10-day IL. But I think if they could go back retrospectively, they might have let him play. But out of abundance of caution, they put him on the IL, but it sounded like he could go. And that's not the case here. Like This is going to take some rehabbing for Buxton. This is going to take some time off that foot for the next week and a half and and uh, potentially more. I think for me, I'd put him at like 30% to be in the opening day lineup. I think I saw a good thought from Matthew Taylor, who's going to be on the show this week. I think it was Matthew, writer at Twins Daily. It'll be his third time on the show, I believe, this week. We're going to talk about his Twins rankings. He ranked every twin from 1 to 60, which is unbelievable. We're going to talk about that on Thursday. But he he sent out a tweet that said, maybe it's best that Buxton misses the opening day series, the opening series against the White Sox, give him some extra time, and then bring him back in that Cardinal series in the home opener. I think that, uh, you know, that's a good thought, and it sounds like something the Twins would do because the Twins are a club, and rock under Rocco even more so, that is very, very cautious with injuries, and they don't push guys with injury. I think the one or two exceptions were last year. Uh, I would say two examples of that were down the stretch when Max Kepler and Miguel Sano had been out for a while and then played in that big series against Cleveland um, and came back, and then Kepler ended up missing like every game after that until the ALDS, and then also in the ALDS when Luis Arise played. Uh, on that ankle and he was hobbling around I do think he went four for 11 with two or three doubles and he was him and Eddie were the only two that showed up in the ALDS against the Yankees but that was aggressive that he played but it was playoff time and, and Luis probably said I'm good to go and he wanted to be out there of course and they put him out there and he was hobbling around and those are the two exceptions that I've seen of the twins not being super cautious with injuries like I just don't think that you should expect them to send guys out there when they're not close to 100% unless it's a huge, huge, um, you know, game. Like it's the ALDS or it's a huge series against Cleveland, divisional series. Um, But here's where we stand. So the home opener against St. Louis was two weeks from yesterday. So that would give Buxton two full weeks to recover instead of, you know, 10 days or whatever it might be. In a normal timeline, you know, you might see Buxton, uh, you know, go on that 10-day IL, I'm sure, and then – it's he's day to day after that, but he's been listed as day to day with a midfoot sprain, and this is good news again because it's not there's no structural damage to his to his ankle to his foot um, or to his leg, so that's really good news. But a midfoot sprain is like caused by a twist I read about, and it can be anywhere from from a week or to months depending on how it heals, and it can be really uncomfortable for a guy like Buxton who relies on his speed, and then it starts becoming that percentage question of. If he's at 80%, do you put him out there? If he's at 85%, do you put him out there? And here's another decision for Rocco that is going to test the balance of that 60-game season where every game is so much more important, almost three times more important. Do you send Byron Buxton out there? Again, they haven't had a tendency to do that unless it is a big game. But in a season like this and in a game like against the White Sox and a series against the White Sox, how much do you gauge the importance of that series against a divisional foe that's expected to be competitive? So there's another one, and I think we're going to continue to see these decisions, and of course that depends on how Buxton is when opening day comes up. But let's talk about some contingency plans in case he's not good to go, and in case he's not good to go for maybe a few weeks into the season. I hope that's not the case. It doesn't sound like that's the case. He has option. He has the option to wear a boot, Do Young Park reported, so he might wear a boot to keep some, some weight off that foot, but if they are really cautious about it I think that uh, you know it could be a few weeks before we see Byron Buxton back on the field and back roaming center field and and hitting ninth for the twins so contingency plans I think the number one thing you're going to see the easiest thing 
to call out to predict is that Max Kepler is going to move over to center. And Max Kepler was a good center fielder last year. I think he was four runs above average. Max Kepler is one of the best defensive right fielders in baseball. Moved to center. He's stretched at the secondary position. So he's not, you know, he's not great in center. He's pretty good though. I mean, he, he ranks out nicely by defensive metrics in center field. It's kind of like an MLB the show when you honestly stretch a right fielder to center and it's their secondary position. So all their attributes get docked like 15 to 20 overall points that's kind of what it's like for Kepler also a big thing for him is he had to play center field a lot down the stretch last year and and I think he made a note of how much more wear and tear it puts on your body to play center field and to cover more ground and that also affected him at the plate affected his health with that shoulder back injury that he had Um, it was like shoulder slash back it was like the shoulder blade that he had problems with that was definitely impacting him in the ALDS as well uh, in New York and in in Minnesota so I don't like when Kepler plays center field a because Buxton's not there and b because it stretches him and it also puts more wear and tear on him where he's not as effective at the plate it feels like or has more trouble staying healthy because it is more straining to play center field than right field but you know what it's what happens it is what it is Byron Buxton got hurt again he's probably going to be out on opening day again I'd probably put him at 30 percent based on the little that I know I don't talk I didn't talk to Byron on the phone this morning Um, but based on what we heard from Rocco and what we heard from the twins it sounds like they are glad it wasn't a major injury and they're also going to be very cautious about how they bring him along and how aggressively his timeline is moved so right now I'd put him at about 30 percent for opening day so Max Kepler is probably going to start in center field in Chicago I think if it's not Buxton it's Kepler and then who plays right field Nick Nelson tweeted out an interesting thought that Eddie Rosario might play in right field and that that is an interesting thought and Tom responded froming and I think he said that only happened last year when Luis Arise was playing left field and that would happen when Jonathan Scope was playing second and Arise would move to left and then Rosario would move to right I don't know if that was because uh, Arise is really stretched in right or because Rosario is just so bad in left that they wanted to uh, move him over and see if that could be better. I think it's more so the latter that Arise is, I mean, left field is an easier position to play than right. So they wanted to put Arise, who's not an outfielder, in left field. And they taught him how to play left field. And he played a decent, played a decent left field for a second baseman. Um, but I think they're going to, they're probably going to fill in a right fielder and it's probably going to be Jake Cave. And that really changes up the lineup construction in my mind because I don't see them going lefty lefty, to be honest with you, in this lineup if it's Jake Cave and right. And J.K. would probably bat ninth. And, I mean, we don't know what the lineup's going to look like. I still don't know who's leading off. Is it going to be Kepler? Is it going to be Arise? Is it going to be Polanco? We don't know yet. And that's one of the most enticing things and intriguing things to see for the Twins is their lineup, Rocco's lineup on opening day. I just got really excited thinking about seeing that. Um, But it's also sad that Byron Buxton's not going to be in it, so it won't be a fully complete lineup. And we're going to have to wait even longer to see Rocco's lineup. We've waited like a year to see it with Josh Donaldson and with everyone healthy. Um, Sounds like we're going to have to wait longer, but hopefully not too much longer to see Buxton's name in there. Another option is to have Lamont Wade Jr. play out there. Lamont Wade is a guy who is an on-base machine. Like He takes really, really good at-bats, better at-bats than Jake Cave, but he doesn't have nearly as much pop as Cave. Um, Cave destroys right-handed pitchers. Wade really has a tendency, again, to get on base. He had some homers for the Twins last summer. He was pretty good when he came up. Um, I thought I thought he took really good at bats, but he did seem a little overmatched as as like a tweener type between AAA and the bigs. He could play out there. I think Cave's probably going to have the first dibs though. Um, and then you know you think about Brent Rooker, you do because I I think 
any other injury that happens. And last summer, if Brent Rooker was not injured and Rooker came on the show, and I kind of alluded this to this with him, if Rooker was not injured when Byron Buxton went down and then Max Kepler was hurt, he would have played. He would have been here in Minneapolis playing for the Twins. I have no doubt in my mind that that was on the docket for him. That was in his future with the way he was raking at AAA and just his body of work. He has over 50 homers in the minors. I mean, this is a guy who's ready to go. And I think if Buxton, or if he was healthy when Buxton and Kepler were out last year, 100% he would have played. Um, and I think the Twins are going to have to think long and hard about getting him some reps in right field. What's your future with Jake Cave, honestly? I mean, is he just going to be a fourth or fifth outfielder until – uh, he's out of options because I, I mean that's fine that's what you need it gives you depth and he's a solid player he's been a really good hitter at the major league level um, but do you give a prospect a chance like Brent Rooker when you think you've seen maybe the most you've seen out of Jake Cave uh, who can be a productive pro absolutely and he has experience and he's taken at bats in, in big spots he played in the division series against the Yanks or do you give it to Brent Rooker though I think that's something that you think about if you're the twins um, but most likely you're going to see Jake Cave I think in the opening day lineup without Byron Buxton and I think uh, I just will continue to hope that we don't get to that point that Buxton is out there on opening day. But how much he's limited is going to be the question. And again, it's so disappointing because of how much we expected from Buxton this summer and how much he's able to do as a player. Again, I think this is an MVP type player. 2017 wasn't great at the plate, still got MVP votes because of how good he is defensively in center field. He's a stalwart top three premier defender at a premier def- position and last year had a higher average exit velocity than Glaber Torres, Carlos Correa, and Anthony Rizzo. So if that doesn't tell you the potential that Byron Buxton has at the plate as well, I don't know what does. If you look at advanced metrics, this is a guy who can hit the ball hard. His average exit velocity went up by like four miles per hour from 2017 to 2019. Um, Put on a bunch of muscle, put on a bunch of weight, was a doubles machine when he was playing last summer. I don't need to tell you how how good Byron Buxton can be because we've seen it and we saw it last year that he was probably the Twins MVP before he got hurt. So almost anyone else yesterday – uh, anyone else that you're going to miss on opening day as a Twins fan, that's a big loss for me if he can't be out there because he makes this team so much better. I can't stress it enough. I think Byron Buxton is the the ultimate X factor, and I wrote about that at Twins Day. I've talked about that a lot too. He's the ultimate X factor. I hope he rests. I hope he heals soon, um, and I hope he's out there for the Twins as soon as possible. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back tomorrow. Matthew Taylor on Thursday talking about his top 60 Twins going into opening day. We're almost there. Ten days until Twins baseball, and one, two, three, four, seven episodes until uh, Twins baseball. Can't wait.